living in a nightmare of reoccurring themes in a darkly different place where nothing's what it seems. The moon has all right. Welcome to the Weird Show. This is Russell Dowden, the former publisher of Weird Magazine. And host of Weird Radio, now doing later in the years, uh, occasionally, The Weird Show. And uh, we're bringing some of this gear back on and, and bringing some streams on. So we are streaming live to the Weird, the old Weird Magazine YouTube channel. And uh, joining me as we are gearing up for um, some, some of these shows that we're going to be doing, we're going to have... Um, some paranormal guests that I want to interview and, and we're going to have those guys on eventually. But until then I'm getting my friends and colleagues to come on and be guinea pigs with me here in the media studio. And joining me this week is a, a very old friend of mine, Anthony Acosta uh, from McAllen, Texas, uh, joining us. Uh, Anthony, how are you, my friend? Uh, let me see. Hold on. I'm not getting your audio. Let me see. I got you on. You should be no, coming. No, no. It's, it's, that's oh. my fault. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How, how are you? How are you, man? Thank you. Good, good. Thank you for having me on. Man, it is, it is, uh, it's really awesome to, to, to get in, uh, contact with you again uh, after all these, all this time. Uh, I remember, you know, chasing UFOs back in the day. <laughs> yeah, we were both, uh, uh, for, for folks that don't know, uh, uh, our history goes back, uh, gosh, maybe the late night, maybe 98, I want to say it was around the yeah. time that you and I hooked up and uh, we were... Uh, flashlights in the dark searching uh, for answers out there kind of uh, but uh, uh, yeah we were doing the, the old setlab.org site uh, Anthony you you launched that with uh, Sonny Solace and I and and we had a lot of a lot of fun with that for a while there and uh, uh, did a little appearance there uh, well we we pulled a we pulled a a coast to coast AM kind of fax thing and they talked about oh, us yeah. we didn't we didn't actually get on the show but we we actually we did, but we weren't on there actually. But yeah, a lot of fun um, horsing around with you and Sonny in the old days. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and and really that was those were uh, baby steps, I think, for me uh, getting um, on the path to to self employment and and media and and a lot of the things that I would later end up doing. Uh, uh, but uh, I will say. Trying to find a career in ufology is not the right path to go on. <laughs> not no, a lot of no. not a lot of money in that, you know. No, well, there can be, but you have to know how to work it. <laughs> well, I, I eventually, you know, through my uh, my advertising sales skills, which is something I learned from my 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 family, and eventually, you know, with doing Weird Magazine, I did do a hundred one uh, total issues of of the Paranormal magazines and. Uh, that was about a ten-year run doing that, and and so uh, that um, that that was proven. Yeah, it was really that was a proven theory th thing to you know be passionate about um, alternative media and par and paranormal and conspiracy stuff. That magazine we we ultimately sold Weird Magazine to Alex Jones, and and Alex hired me to do Infowars, and so I put I put the Infowars magazines out uh, for Alex in 2012. So. 
uh, from. Oh my god, that is amazing. Yeah, from I didn't know if you knew that. I haven't talked to you. I did uh, not know that. No, I yeah, that. yeah. We we uh, we we sold weird turned into uh, Infowars in 2012, and then I I helped uh, them get that off. I hired the graphic designers over there. I got to host a couple of shows uh, there at the Infowars crew, and so I I kind of got to you know. Uh, hang out with uh, with the old uh, Mr. Conspiracy himself for a few years there. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> there, uh, the latest is that he is part of the CIA now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know. He looked at. I've never. That's a bunch of horse crap. But I, I, I. One time, one time, I was in Austin prospecting on an ad for Infowars magazine. It was the place was called the Spy Shop, and. Uh, I went in, Anthony, uh, and I picked up my, I still have my coffee mug, but I had a CIA coffee mug. I bought two of them, and I brought one to Alex and left it to him in, in the studio there. I said, hey, I got you something. I want you to check this out here. And he was like, what are you, you trying to say something? What are, you know, what are you trying to tell me here? I don't I don't know if he kept his CIA coffee mug, but I still have mine. Uh, but that was. Uh, uh, spy shop, I'm a big customer. Uh, I, I love all those <laughs> gadgets, uh, but anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Alex Jones. I don't. I don't buy uh, as a CIA guy. Knowing how things are behind the scenes. Um, in fact, I have a hard time with a lot of a lot of conspiracy theories, simply because uh, of my work experience inside Univision, mm -hmm. uh, and 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 inside Fox and the CW and uh, you know all the other stations that we 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 ran. Uh, knowing the chaos that it goes on in the back, uh, you know, behind the camera that nobody ever sees, uh, it, it boggles my mind that someone can think that that it's so organized that we can have a cohesive message, or that you know the conspiracy they can they can have such a cohesive message that goes out without, you know, uh, without a some, hitch. Yeah, and and there's there's some big overlord saying this is what you're going to say. It, it doesn't quite work that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's weird stuff out there. I'm not saying there isn't. Well, you're right, and there is conspiracies. Well, and and there is there is you know truth to I think some of the media members being part of a, a higher echelon of media memberships. I mean, I, I I wouldn't say that that's not true in some ways, but but um but I you know I don't know. You hear things like uh, these guys all meet in a in a. Uh, California Northern Red Forest and all of this stuff, you know. Uh, but but uh, you know, I wonder sometimes if there's any truth to that. But they do have these meetings yeah. where people get together and, and they are part of, yeah. you know, a Fox News high echelon. And it's uh, not always the the hosts themselves, but it's you know the executives up in the at the top of the a, chain. I have an old friend who uh, I worked with. He's a very high profile gentleman, um, and uh, he's now in. He moved to Hollywood. And he's an agent for uh, hip hop acts, uh, artists, and stuff like that. And but he runs around in those crowds with the actors and all of that. And I asked him point blank. We we connected a couple months ago, and I'm I'm like, hey, so I heard that you know you guys are eating babies over there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, tell me, you you're in there, you're in that crowd. Well, what you're not is? you're not talking about Mighty Mike Quinn, are you? Maybe I didn't know if I should say his name or not. Well, I know Mike. Mike. Mike says hi once in a while. I. I okay. He's. He's. He. Mike's been on some of these little streams with me. Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah. Uh, before so actually, I, I asked him. I asked him. Yeah. I'm like, so are you guys eating babies or what? <laughs> <laughs> and and he's he's he started laughing. He's telling me, you know, it's it's the same thing that people they see it from the outside, and so they they the unknown gives the mind creative license to really. Uh, take off on these wild theories 
because you just don't know. Um, but when if you're an insider, if you know uh, the inside inside workings, then you understand that no, there's there's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of uh, winging it. There's a lot of, uh, for lack of a better word, making shit up, uh, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, and and. and there's no room for for that kind of thing. People are just trying to get their paycheck and put together their months. Um, you know, you now, you go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, no, go right ahead. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, I'm just saying that. I, I, not saying that these theories are necessarily bunk, but it's a it's a much it's a very difficult pill to swallow. Uh, yeah. When you when you understand the the industry, um, it's kind of like people saying that you know. Um, well, they don't say this, but to, to put it into perspective, uh, people that don't know how pizza is made, you know, they, they figure out, oh, my God, they're, you know, they're bleeding tomatoes in the back. They have them hung up and it's a genocide of tomatoes yeah. to make that sauce. You know, and if you're a person that works inside the pizza place, well, you know, it's a can and you open it and you pour it in. You know, like there's no <laughs> there's no magic. Yeah. You understand the process. But for the person on the outside, there's magic because they order the pizza. and Oh, my God, this beautiful pizza comes out. I'm oversimplifying, but you get it. Like, well, be careful. You don't go Pizzagate recipe pizza. It's can, things oh, can get shit. really crazy, you know. No, no, just uh, just thought I'd th- throw that in. There's a that's a, a Alex caveat maybe there. I don't know, but uh, a lot of crazy things. That's what conspiracy theories go, man. Um, yeah. You you and I when we first met. Um, you were doing Kennedy Media Group, and I had this little thing called Interlink Development. Um, and I think you still got Kennedy Media going all, after all these years, right? I mean, you never changed the name of, of what you were doing at home outside of your employment with Univision and the television networks. I mean, didn't you, did you keep that going or in some way a, a part of uh, what your life? I see you still got there. It is. The branding looks modern as well. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I did. I did keep uh, Kennedy Media. Uh, it's it's uh, as you know named after my daughter, mm-hmm. um, and uh, um, it's it's been going strong. And uh, we still have I have clients from back then, from the '90s, uh, that are still clients today. Wow. Um, and and I, I handle their messaging and all of their PR, and um, you know it's it's uh, they trust me, and I haven't let them down yet. So uh, it all works. Well, that's so it's such a trip, man. I mean, uh, you know, we used to hang out and have coffee and cigarettes on 10th Street, you know, and as as you know, young guys in our 20s and, and all these years later, both of us, though, are still in media. You know, it's it's yeah. I've, I've been in publishing and radio. I have a, a radio show well, on, on two different stations in Austin now uh, this fall. It's, it's, it's just a trip, man, that we're well, still I, doing I can... it. Yeah, I can be honest with you, though. This is just a placeholder until I figure out what I want to do when I grow up. Um, <laughs> so, you know, yeah, the I, key is not growing uh, up, right, Anthony? Right, right, right. You, getting, <laughs> getting, what is it? Uh, getting older is mandatory. Growing up is optional. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, well, no, well tell, tell me what I'll you've been up to. What, what, what have you been up to? I mean, I got, I, I, I've got your book right here uh, that you <laughs> have written. Now, I have not read all of it, uh, Anthony. I've started, I've started it, like, like about four other books that I've uh, got lately here. But I, I've started them, and then I, I haven't finished them. But, but I know you, you, you did this just out of probably a creative 
passion yourself to which I, I know you a little uh, um, but enough to know that you you this seems like a creative project project that you really wanted to get going or, or had some need or itch that you needed to scratch. Uh, so now I'm jealous of both you and Sonny because now you both have written books <laughs> and I haven't written a book yet. So uh, tell me just a little bit what what inspired the, the the book here, and we'll we'll bring that up on screen too. Oh yeah, well I I was uh, designing um, an ad for a uh, I don't remember who, and uh -huh. the ad had a theme of a of an astronaut, and so I had the Photoshop open on my computer and and we're we're putting it together. Uh, and then uh, uh, out of the, I don't know out of where, but I was hit with this inspiration, this, this flash of light. And and we're, we're putting it together. Uh, and then. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, no worries. Um, and uh, the entire story hit me, uh, like the complete story. Now, I will tell you this <laughs> this book is part one, there's, there's three. Uh, it's, it's, I split the book into three books. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, so there's, there's, this is part one. Um, but the entire, all three stories hit me at, in one second while watching the computer at work one day, you know, and, uh -huh. and I, I had to immediately stop what I was doing and start writing. And so I wrote the, the entire story, the big grandiose story, uh, first, uh, as a synopsis. And, uh, and, and then I, I broke it down and I was like, I was going to let it go. I was like, no, this is, this is dumb. I don't know what, but it wouldn't leave my head. And so I had to get it down on paper in order to get, move on. And, uh, it was, it's a fun story. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you, when, if, and when you read it, you'll, you'll note, uh, each chapter builds on the last one and it's all told from a first person, uh, perspective, mm -hmm. um, and it's what they call first person limited, uh, which may, really gets you uh, inside the heads of the characters, you know, and, and uh, it's, 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 I don't know, it's a sci-fi adventure. It's fun. Um, these guys are from the Valley. Uh, so I, I think this book will appeal to, to, well, a lot of people from the Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, Anthony, I made it. I made it to chapter four, the, the Dunes. Oh, the Dunes! <laughs> that's I where that I, that, that's where that's where I'm at in in the book uh, oh, right now. Is is getting started. The first three chapters are to it sets up the scenarios, as you I'm sure you know. Uh -huh, yeah, uh, yeah. And then the Dunes is when it really you know launches into uh, into the rest of it. Um, <laughs> well, so you took the George Lucas uh, path if you wrote the whole thing and then have decided to break it down into three stories. Uh, but that, I mean, that could, that must have been just serendipitous, right? I mean, I didn't realize that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of like what Lucas did in the, in many ways. He just took one of the one of the the chapters in, in the the whole story that he had written and of course made oh, wow. the, the first the first film so uh well that's cool I, I now that i know there's two more parts coming i've really got to finish this thing <laughs> i i i'm finishing up the second one right now i should have it ready to be hit the market hopefully by the end of september um and uh uh that will I, i'm i'm really hoping that the i've, I've taken some lessons from the wonderful and sometimes really harsh critics, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and and so the, the uh, uh, I, I'm putting in um, lessons learned 
from the reception that the first book got. So I'm hoping the second book will do a lot better. Not that well, the first one didn't do good. It's done really well. I just got back from Roswell. Um, they they've uh, honored me. I don't I don't have it. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook the other day, and and I think it was you. You and I chatted sometime before your trip to Roswell, and that kind of really mm -hmm. got our our communication back on right. on 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 the track. And um, you were you were, do, were doing some work for um, uh, Daryl. I, I guess, and, and so I'm, I mean, I was familiar with Daryl Sims' work, you know, 20, 25 years ago, um, but, um, did, and you ended up in Roswell, uh, was that for the July event, I imagine, then, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, Alien Fest. Uh, they, okay. Uh, really, the whole town came out, it was amazing. Uh, I met a rooster named Penguin. Uh, <laughs> Is that right? It was, well, no, it, we, were, we were at the booth, uh, greeting people and, and uh, uh, you know, having conver great conversations. Everybody there is fantastic to talk to. Um, but we're, we're talking to, uh, to people that came out to the celebration. And this lady walks up and she's carrying a, uh, a backpack that with, a, with a, a sphere, a clear sphere on the back of the backpack. And inside, you could, you could look inside and the, the backpack had an air conditioner and inside of it was a rooster. That was just chilling, and I'm like, "What is that?" And she's like, "Oh, that's penguin." And I'm like, Excuse me. And fascinating. It was it was a an example of the unique people that are out there that I I, I think are incredible. Yes, um, I. But imagine. anyway, yeah, the the festival was awesome, and and uh, uh, got did to you, know a lot of people. Did you speak, or was Daryl there speaking, or or uh, um, what capacity were you there? Is it just a as a, a fan or, or were you there, you know, in some of those roles I used to, you know, sometimes I would talk at some of those things, uh, uh, once in um, a while in the old days, but, uh, uh, were yeah, you no, there? They gave you some kind of award though. What was the deal that they give you? Um, so the book has been, it's, it's in the, uh, okay. in the library and, uh, they're considering it. I don't have a decision yet, but they're considering it for the store. Uh, oh, okay. Since it's science fiction and aliens, uh, play a very small part in the book. Uh, it's it's uh, uh, it's not necessarily up their alley, but they were very happy to have us there. And I was there helping Daryl. Uh, Daryl was giving some talks on alien abductions, um, uh, fluorescence, and uh, detection. Um, and w while we were there, we, I met with. Uh, Walter, yeah, how did... Travis, Travis. Oh, Walter. Travis. Yeah, I've, I've never yeah. met Travis or interviewed Travis. I've interviewed a lot mm -hmm. of people, but uh, uh, how, did you, how did you hook up with, uh, with Daryl? Um, he came down to the UFO Festival here in Edinburgh. Um, okay. And uh, we had an a interesting connection. I, I've had some uh, experiences uh, mm -hmm. that, that he helped uh, uh, explore, and, 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 and in, in that... In figuring all that out, we became friends. <laughs> wow! Um, yeah. So I've been I've been helping him with a lot of his uh, web stuff, 
Um, well, that is really cool. I remember his website when you were running our website. I remember, you know, he was a guy that was, you know, he was, I, I, I almost, I, I can't recall if we interviewed him or not on the old radio show, but he was definitely in the mix. And I, I was in my garage a few weeks ago. I found the set lab Rolodex oh, and you and his number and name in this in there. And so I, I may have had, I may have had Daryl Sims on it. He, he was under, uh, is the website still ufohunter.org or .com or uh, something? It's it's ufohunter.org, uh-huh. um, but we now moved it to thealienhunter.com. Okay, um, nice. However, the old the old URL still works, but we needed to upgrade his 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 stuff um, <sighs> without interrupting the current flow. Um, so we had to republish everything with the new skin, but keep the same URLs, and we had to uh, revamp the graphics. Um, we added an e-commerce store. Um, we've added uh, uh, quite a few uh, workflow changes to make it easier to publish UFO news uh, mm-hmm. and to get on the uh, alien abduction support group, which, by the way, I might add is, uh, I, you know me, I'm kind of a skeptic. Like I'll, you, I'll, You've always been the skeptic. This is why I'm yeah. kind of, it's, I'm so curious what you're, how you're doing with Daryl, because you are always like throwing red flags up or whatever, Sonny and I. Um, you know, would drum up, you know, um, but you, you've always been that, that guy. Yeah, no, well, here's the thing. I, and the thing is, I, you know, everybody knows the poster. Uh, I want to believe, you know, the yeah. smoke, right. Um, and, and I gotta say, that's really my motto. My, I want to, but I mm-hmm. need to know that it, it, it's real. And, yeah. and so as a result, I'm, I'm kind of like Houdini. He set out to, debunk psychics not because he didn't believe in psychics but because he wanted to believe in psychics he wanted to talk to his mother he wanted to uh you know make contact with the other side and it was pissing him off that all of these fakes were out there you know and Mm -hmm. so he went on a mission to get rid of them so he could get to the real truth and so that's that's kind of how i feel about a lot of this alien and ufo stuff i want it to be true i want to believe it but Mm -hmm. You know, I've got to make sure that that everything else has been um, explained away, or, or uh, you know, it, it, I need the the bunk to be debunked. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's it's interesting because that's exactly how J. Allen Hynek, who was hired by the Air Force to um, disprove or debunk away a lot of the uh, UFO sightings for Project um, Blue Book, and uh, obviously, we've seen the recent shows here as, as uh, uh, Heineck is portrayed in the Project Blue Book shows on History Channel. But that is uh, true that he started off debunking. And, and I don't know if I guess I don't think that Heineck was probably debunking Anthony. He was he was just genuinely skeptic of everything. Yeah. And then through no, his investigations. He came out on the other side of that thing and and definitely and, and ultimately gave us the, the four classification system that we have uh, uh, that uh, any uh, researcher uses regarding uh, you know the the four the third kind first kind second kind all the way through the fourth kind and J Allen Hynek uh, the professor gave us that system and so uh, uh, maybe you'll maybe you'll end up there where he wa- it was on the other side of this oh, thing I... <laughs> yeah no I, I I have fun with it um, I, I enjoy the topic um, but when people present evidence, uh, my critical hat turns on, you know, and immediately I'm like, you know, is it a Mylar balloon? Is it this? Is it that? 
um, it, it's very easy to come up with pedestrian explanations for things that seem fantastic from that one perspective. Um, and so that puts me, uh, a lot of times people don't like me uh, because I'll <laughs> go and, you know, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be very delicate about punching holes in people's theories and, and what they have. But it, unfortunately, it, it still comes down like a sledgehammer. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm always like, and I've always been the 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 acid tripping freakazoid. I mean, I like to believe some of these crazy. The crazier the thing is, the like I find it just incredible, and I, and I don't know how amazing things, uh, how real some of that stuff. I mean, I like to get into the the um, the crazy philosophies of of um, and, and the more extreme, you know, whether it was you know the 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 belief systems and spiritual aspects to um, the Billy Meyer case. Like I always found the Pleiadian uh, connection with him is very interesting uh, because of a lot of the theology and um, um, cosmic uh, belief structure to a lot of. It. So what I you know when you take. Uh, you know, uh, late 18th, 19th century uh, American spiritualism, and you get in with the Edgar Casey, and you start mixing in some of these things with, uh, um, you know, uh, the real philosophical aspect of of contact. I think I, that's just where I've always been, and and I like to believe those things too. And I come, I, I think my my view on it all uh, is very open. Um, but, but, you know, when you interview all these crazy people, as I have over the years, um, you really get a, an interesting perspective of, of, uh, of what everybody um, contributes to the, to the culture of it all. And I think oh, I have yeah. a, I've had a unique perspective of it, but not from the sense of a, a molder debunking or a molder. I've been molder, you know, like you, searching for the belief of it all. But I, I think that my take on a lot of it, Anthony, it's always been a very uh, uh, religious, cosmic, spiritual journey in a lot of ways, uh, mm -hmm. I think. And, and maybe I took too much of that blotter stuff uh, when I was uh, 16 to 21 or whatever it was. But uh, um, I think just some of that, I just like playing around with those those ideas and concepts of of a spiritual aspect regarding, you know, contact and all that. What do you think about all of the stuff in the media as, as both of us media guys uh, in our career paths? What do you think of Elizondo and all of the the recent report that came out in uh, the end of June regarding, you know, they're, the vernacular, they're replacing UFOs, Anthony, with this new unmanned aerial UAP. phenomena. Yeah. Uh, what is your thought on this whole new um, movement where they're showing the same 2004 black and white footage of a UFO track traced by U.S. Navy pilots? Um, is Because I, I have some ideas on this, but I wanted to see what you think of the, the, the push that we're getting from uh, again, mainstream media on uh, on all of this because it seems like with the advent of the space force um, that this is something they're that they're kind of pushing for. Um, you know, at, at least it, it, and at some level, it seems like the media is pushing that and, and uh, for the government. And so, well, what's your take with all of the every other news story? Once in a while, we're seeing much more of that here in 2021. Well, on the news, on the news side of it, I think it's them trying to get ratings. Uh, bottom line, they're, they're, that's the name of the game. You got to get eyeballs. You got to make it interesting. You know, that's on the media side. You know, you say UFO video, UAP video, uh, and and people are automatically tuning in to watch. 
So, mm-hmm. so that's, that's what I think on the media side. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're just attention horse, if that's the proper term. Um, on the government side, I think they got egg on their face from Roswell. I yeah. think that they, they denied it so much and they clamped down on all this UFO talk so much and so badly that in order for them to move forward, uh, to bring us into the Space Force era, where we're definitely going to encounter UAPs and we definitely need to identify them uh, in order to defend our airspace. Um, I think they needed to make this certain admissions public, but this is a path that they can take without embarrassing themselves, without having egg on their face. So by rebranding it from UFO to UAP and by bringing somebody like Louis Elizondo out, I, I know he's, it's, it looks like he's an outsider, but he's an insider. And, and he, yeah. I mean, he's, he, he ran the ATIP program. And, yes. And I think this is just another phase of the ATIP program where yeah. the public, it's managing the public perception, you know, and, and a lot of respect for the man. Uh, I know that he's a, definitely an authority of what he's talking about, um, but I don't buy that he's a whistleblower. I don't buy that it's a yeah. sanctioned thing. I'm, I'm 100% sure it's sanctioned, it's planned. Yes, and it absolutely this, is. This dissemination of information is simply a way for the government to get the information out there without embarrassing it. Yeah, you know, when I, I used to interview Jim Mars, uh, the late Jim Mars was very, uh, you know, close to the Weird Show and Weird Magazine. Jim would be on very often on those old Weird Shows and, um, and in the magazine. And Jim Mars, uh, who had written Alien Agenda, Rule by Secrecy, uh, just, uh, you know, he was a New York Times bestselling author, but I used to talk to him um, and we would talk about how the media would play on, on these uh, stories. And, and very often what he would say was how the, the, the media or the government would push through the media, Anthony, uh, what he called the metered release of information. And, and then it was a long, he, he felt like it was a, a long 20, 30, 40, 50 year program to, to slowly get this information out. And, and, and here we are now as um, I'm preparing uh, with doing shows like this with you and, and, and maybe if my friend Heidi, uh, I'm just going to get a couple of these under my belt before I have Dr. Michael Sala on, who does the exopolitics.org, and I'm reading his book, um, which is the, what is it called, the Space Space Force, Our Star Trek Future, and, um, and, and, and I, I, I'm really excited to, to, talk, to have Dr. Sala on. Because uh, I think he's got a really uh, crazy out there take, but I don't think it's so crazy either sometimes. But um, the Space Force is, with that advent of it, you know, I think one of the things that he's postulating is that the, there's there may be some kind of space event in order to garner more funding and interest in space uh, as regards to space assets and, uh, you know, the geopolitical uh, arena with all the nations that are getting into space now, and so there, it, it's really interesting to see us have the militarization of space. Uh, do you have any thoughts on space, the the our Star Trek Space Force uh, uh, new military branch? Well, uh, first, I'm I'm not a fan of Star Trek. Uh, don't, kill me. don't kill me. I appreciate the technology of the of the of the genre. I don't I don't care for the social construction. Uh, and structure of that world. Uh, I'd much rather prefer uh, Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> I, but that's that's a personal thing. This is me, you know. I, but you I, know, uh, but it's trip. <laughs> it's a trip. I think the um, if you look on like the 
I think this is the official logo for the United States Space Force, and yeah, uh, this is. is this is Sala's new book. So, but you know, what do you think you that understand? there's there's actually a space force now that's it's a part oh, of our no, Department of it, Defense? You're right. You're right. Now I will say this though: the Star Trek logo is actually a, taken from a U.S. government seal. Uh, so it, people say, "Oh, the Space Force copied Star Trek." Well, no. Star Trek, Star Trek copies the government. Yeah, I, I don't remember what what uh, what seal it was, but there was a, a government agency that had that. I don't know if it was NASA. Or, it was probably or, the precursor to NASA or around there. I mean, he wrote right. those. That that show came out uh, post NASA. I imagine NASA right, was right. born in '61 or two. I think so. Mm -hmm. um, so, but but the 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 Star Trek the Arrow. You know, mm -hmm. that that is actually taken from a U.S. government seal, uh, turned into a sci-fi show, right? And now we have <laughs> Space Horse, which took that original government seal and, you know, has updated it and modernized it. And people are saying, oh, my God, you stole it from Star Trek. Yeah, and yeah. They, no, they yeah, didn't. It, no. It, Star Trek stole it from them. It's reversed. <laughs> well, what are, but, your thoughts? what are your thoughts on the program itself? And is there, you know... Is there a push for, you know, do you think we're going to have any announcement for contact or, you know, what, where, where do you think their, their real motivation for Space Force is? Um, well, I think uh, the, uh, honestly, uh, it's the new NSA, uh, in, my, in my opinion. Um, uh, I know that there's, a, you know, they're, they're talking about space operations and whatnot. But to be honest, right now, the, the biggest business in space is going to be monitoring terrestrial communications, which happen to go through satellites, which becomes the... the purview of the Space Force. So mm -hmm. my thought is that Space Force is a, uh, a very uh, elaborate listening station. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, they're going to they're gonna be able to monitor and cut off and change and move uh, communications all over the planet because they're, they're, they're out there. You know, and that's where I think their strength lies is in their ability to control, uh, you know, the Internet uh, and, and communications channels and, and things like that. Um, and I think that's an people don't give it much. They just kind of dismiss it like, oh, no, no, no. NSA is the big or not. N is NSA the big brother, which is the one that captures all the messages and whatnot? Well, the NSA or the NRO, even the NRO or the National Reconnaissance Office is also part of that, uh, you know, right. the, the intel gathering from space. But th but certainly there, there's a there's a need for that is, uh, you know, other nations of the of the planet are getting into space. There's a, a, certainly an interest to defend space assets, and so. Um, well, I, I, think, I think there's a lot of things that that we're not told the truth. Yeah. Uh, um, and and there's a in those the, the areas that that come to mind in my mind is you remember uh, NASA? They launched a, a missile and they hit the moon to hear it vibrate. You know, yeah, they rang like a bell. Yeah, it rang like a bell, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, in the in the room where they were controlling that event, uh, the guy had pictures printed up, pictures on his on his workstation, uh, mm -hmm. which clearly showed a, a some kind of an artificial structure that they were hitting right in their target zone. Right? Uh -huh. and, and so it makes me wonder what is the reality. Is is the reality that we never went back to the moon, or is the reality that we never went back to the moon publicly? And if we True. go back to the moon, what's going yeah. on? What's the current state of affairs? Are we talking about competing mining operations? Are we talking about what? What are the nations involved? What, what's what is really happening behind the scenes? 
and, yeah. and so that's where I think probably necessitated the the space force coming to fruition. Um, yeah, but yeah. That's, again, I'm just I, I'm I'm uh, running off on on, on <laughs> my thoughts. Well, um, no, I, I think that's good. I mean, I think um, I think you're right about that, and 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 I'm I'm I think that there is a secret space program. I think there is. Uh, programs and technology that that we're not told on the public side of things and um well the tr3b yeah like like isn't that like leaks now like that's been on that government doctor documents the tr3b uh nuclear powered flat platform this is the triangle one of the triangles that um people were seeing in the 90s people don't remember but in the first gulf war when the f-117 first showed up at the military bases, the forward military bases, uh, they were freaking out. The soldiers on the ground had never seen an F-117. And they were like, what is this thing? These are flying triangle thingies. What, what is that? And they're like, oh, that's an old fighter. We've been using it for almost 20 years. You know? yeah. And so that one was, the F-117 was, was, they retired the SR-71 and yeah. brought in this, this fighter class. The SR-71 was reconnaissance, but they brought in that. You know? and, so, and they've had that forever. Right. Well, have you have you read or have you heard of the the book uh, selected by extraterrestrials by William Tompkins? He had he had recently passed away in 2018 or 19, but he he was a, a Navy engineer and claims in his later books that he he designed some of the U.S. Navy spacecraft uh, in the early uh, you know 60s and 50s, I believe. Wow. Uh, so that's impressive. I got to check that out. Yeah, selected by extraterrestrials is is his. Um, is his book, and he has another one that's coming out with the help of Dr. Sala, but a, a, another book by Lynn Caston called Dark Fleet also espouses that this same um, U.S. program existed as well as, as, as German programs that existed as well. So very interesting uh, theories out there on the whole secret space program. I find a lot of that very fascinating because I do believe there is a secret space program, and um it is funny because you would think, it, it, given everything that we know of an American culture and society, uh, or even uh, that of China, uh, you know, if if we had been to the moon in '69 and that uh, that July, uh, well, we would have had McDonald's and Hiltons on that thing by by, by 1980, you know, no yeah, doubt yeah. with Amer- American uh, globalization and expansion. So it just stands to reason that we either. Uh, didn't publicly go back to the moon uh or 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 we never went back so it, it stands to reason there's likely some type of a uh clandestine program that's been going on mm-hmm. now i know that uh a lot of people say oh we never went to the moon um but i know that there's that experiment that still exists on the moon that the the astronauts put place there where you can aim a laser at a particular set of coordinates and you'll get a response from the moon um, proving that you know this this device is there, um, you know, and it's at the landing site of one of the Apollo missions. Um, but uh, I think they featured it on uh, the Big Bang Theory. Um, oh wow! They, they were on the roof, and they, you know, and so I, I believe we went. So first, you know, the people that that say no, we didn't go to the moon. No, we we did go. Whether yeah, or I, not they filmed B roll down here. Right. Yeah, that's, see, my I think my theories on that had have changed. I know Bart Subaru did a, a documentary in the early oh three oh four or five. Uh, the funny thing happened on the way to the moon. Um, I I I think uh, that's an interesting film. I think he espouses that we never went to the moon, 
maybe we did like you're saying and then and, and there was some b-roll footage to to have to provide a they maybe they didn't have the technology to really film anything on the moon you know and so what we saw was you know something somewhere done in a studio in burbank oh, well, perhaps no, you know but, or you could go the crazy route maybe they didn't know if there was going to be aliens greeting them you know, or, or, you know, some other unexpected creature or maybe horrible deaths, you know, uh, you know, you don't know there's yeah. so many variables that are unknown. Uh, yeah. And, and so they needed to have something, a just in case, you know, kind of situation. And so we don't know if they use it. We don't know if what we saw is really moon footage or not. Yeah. Um, but, but whether or not we went, I think we did. I still have a question, though. I don't understand how we got past the Van Allen radiation belt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they still haven't answered that. Uh, does a piece of uh, titanium shield you from that radiation? Well, uh, you know, perhaps. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, the thing is, maybe perhaps there's some of that secret technology um, that that is, you know, that, like I said, that, you know, William Tompkins said that, you know, in his books uh, that or his book that, you know, that technology existed uh, prior to the birth of NASA. And so if those programs do exist and, and, and if there's any truth to some of the things that, that he said, or even some of the things that Sala or Lynn Caston report has been reported. Um, it, it just begs the question is there must have been some other way to get there, uh, than, uh, than the way we, 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 they say we went in July of, of 69. I believe now, isn't it true, Anthony, uh, that there's, more tech, computing technical power in a in a little cell phone than there there was that was on the trip to the moon. Isn't that true? Yeah, if I remember correctly, the shuttle used two hundred fifty six kilobytes. The space shuttle, <laughs> uh, and but that and that was from the seventies. The moon was before that, so that might have been twenty four k. I don't know. Uh, no, yeah, it would have been ten twenty four k. I think I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but the uh, technology is old, uh, and yeah. it's just amazing to, to see that uh, if that's that's what we're supposed to believe that we got to the moon with. Um, maybe the guys went up there and hung around in the atmosphere and uh, did that while another manned expedition went on other other means. I don't know, but I find it all very interesting. My my thoughts on the moon stuff has gone uh, has varied over the last 20 years, uh, <laughs> certainly it's, with everything that comes out. Um, let's change well, gears. No, just so you know, the last thing on the moon, uh, book two of Sicario Nuts is called Moonshine. Uh, and, and so it actually takes place on the moon. Um, and it's a, it's a great adventure that actually addresses a lot of that stuff, uh, that we're just talking about. Uh, it, I know you didn't you didn't know this beforehand, but it uh, very conveniently wow, well, uh, well, comes into the well. That was that's a good good plug for the book there. Uh, transitioning <laughs> in there, uh, uh, I'm looking for so the 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 next book is called Moon, Moon Dust Shine. Moon oh, Moonshine Moonshine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh wow. If you, once you get to know the characters in the book, uh, okay. Benicio, uh, our main character, uh, you'll understand why it would be Moonshine. Uh, okay. <laughs> it sounds like I'm gonna like these guys uh, once I get uh, past chapter four uh, already. Yeah, yeah. I, they're they're uh, irreverent antiheroes. Uh, you know, they're they're, uh, they're, they're great. Uh, I, I enjoyed writing them, and I'm continuing to write them. So uh, let me I, share. I really hope everybody else enjoys them. Let me share. Um, let's see. 
what else is going on with Mr. Acosta these days? I, I wanted to share uh, my screen. You've got uh, some other things that we're we're going to wrap here in about 15 minutes uh, as we'll we'll get to close on this show. But you know what else is going on in, in your life? I see there's there's uh, different things that you've got going on here. You still got your business there. Uh, what else besides? Uh, uh, working with Daryl uh, and hunting, uh, <laughs> uh, alien hunting or whatever, but you've got some other things going on. Tell us what, what else is going on with you. Um, well, I've got, uh, I can answer that question business-wise or personal-wise. Well, personal, uh, well, well business-wise, I guess, first, you know, I just thought okay, I'd, I'd let right. you, allow you to plug some, some things that, uh, that you've got cooking in your life uh, professionally, and, and then if yeah. you want to elaborate a little more on what's going on with you. Uh, but I just thought um, I'd give, give you the opportunity to plug any business stuff that you've got going I, on. Well, Kennedy Media, <laughs> no, um, I, I do a lot of photography, and so I just upgraded my, my gear. Um, and I've um, been enjoying, you know, t taking a lot of uh, corporate portraits uh, and uh, a lot of like office uh, commercial type photography. Um, I've also got the drone. Um, I got my, my uh, 107 uh, pirate, pirate, uh, pilot's license, not 107, uh, the, the pilot's license. Um, I got the drone license and the pilot license. So I can do uh, commercial drone photography, and I'm hoping to expand that to include LiDAR. Um, again, that's for me. It's not so much that there's a lot of demand for it, but it's because I like it. Uh, it's a toys. Mm -hmm. um, and then on a personal side, uh, I've been restoring my, uh, I have an Infinity G35 that I, I picked up on a salvage title, and it was a wreck. Uh, and now it's in, in beautiful working condition. And I've been slowly upgrading it and, and turning it into my very own Tokyo drift car, uh, <laughs> you know, for fun. Uh, <laughs> um, well, well, that's cool. Traveling, traveling. I've, I've, I got, uh, I have a, uh, a class A uh, that uh, Monaco. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so we go around going to sci-fi shows and car shows. And so uh, the older I get, the more fun I have. Uh, <laughs> what uh what's your next show where's where's your next travel plans to the gonna end you up in where, where will you end up next well for labor day weekend i'm actually it's in september um and i, I i'm it's a dilemma uh, there's there's a, an nra gun show in houston which is uh 23 acres of guns and gun accessories uh which <laughs> sounds you know wonderful uh great place to max out my credit cards <laughs> um, and it, but the thing is, at the same weekend, there is the Austin Roundup for hot rods uh, happening. And oh, okay, so I'm like, do I go to Houston and get guns? Do I go to Austin and check out some hot rods? Uh, and, and so it's it's a dilemma, you know. It's a tough life when you've got these. Two well, come up, come up here to Austin, and 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 then I'll I'll go with you, and we'll check out the hot rods. There you go. That sounds that actually sounds pretty good. You um, know, but as far as I know, that that's the only far trip that I have, like uh, far future. Um, prior to that, I have routine stuff that takes me around the, the South Texas, uh, mm -hmm. out to Laredo and Brownsville, the island, um, but. Uh, no major trips <laughs> well cool well i i've been traveling a little more with all the hemp magazine stuff i've published this this texas hemp reporter magazine we just had tommy chong on the cover of it and uh, right. i've been traveling a lot more with all of this cannabis and hemp and cbd 
uh, side of things as a publisher that I've been involved in. So I've, I've been I've been to Dallas and uh, Colorado and and been doing some traveling, uh, but that's good, man. That's good. Uh, um, uh, and uh, anything else you want to plug or, or, or shout out? We've got uh, the book is coming out. When you think? When's the second chapter of this thing coming out? Okay, so part two should be out. Hope if if not by the end of December, uh, September, uh, the beginning of October. Uh, but I'm I want it, I'm shooting for a date of September. Um, the rewrites are a killer. Uh, you, when you change one thing in one part in one chapter, you have to go back to the beginning. And make and reread the whole thing to ensure that it's consistent with everything else in the book. And those rewrites will just kill you because you got they're they're painful and and but necessary uh, to improve the story. Um, so that's where I'm at right now. Is, is I'm in the middle of all these rewrites. Um, but nevertheless, that's that's the exciting thing that's happening. Um, other than that, get the current book so you can yes. get caught up. And if, on the website sicarionats.com. Uh, you can get the book, you can get uh, t-shirts, uh, all kinds of merch, uh, and, you know. Yeah, let's share, let, let me share the screen for the, uh, for the, for the, for the uh, viewers to be able to check out um, your, your book and where to get, I also I see it right here, actually, let's share the, the Amazon screen, uh, that's where I got it. Um, I need to, you need to come to Austin so I can get you to sign my copy of the book. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, yeah, but there, there it is available, folks, on Amazon. Uh, Sicario Not Saving the World. Yes, really. This is the Kindle version uh, by my friend Anthony Acosta. Uh, and very cool, man. Uh, I'm, I'm so jealous that now you and Sonny have books. And, and then my friend Heidi has written books and, uh, and has had a number of books. So. Uh, I think it was Sonny that said uh, every man should uh, what plant a tree, write a book, and have kids. Have oh, you planted? Wow. Have you planted the tree, Anthony? I mean, I do. I have a grove of citrus in the backyard. Uh, <laughs> See, so so I, I need to plant the tree and write the book. Still, I, I haven't uh, I haven't done that other uh, other writing the book is the the wait, big thing. Wait, is that the bar? Although just those three things, because I'm done. If we, if that's the case. Yeah, you. That's that's what right. Sonny Sonny used to tell me that that was what an old saying, and I don't know if it was Hemingway or some American author that that made that claim, but it was. Uh, yeah. So now you, I'm just gonna go fishing because it looks like I'm done. <laughs> that's great. No, you have to finish the trilogy. You need to finish oh, the trilogy. Right. Of the right, book, right, right. Yeah. so 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 Anthony, what's the what would the third book be? Could you know what that would be called? Uh, I do, uh, but it, would it be a spoiler if I? It, would, no, I it, it wouldn't. Uh, the the. Let me see. Hold on a second. Uh, part three. <laughs> I, I had a I had a great name for it, but I, I don't. I have it written down somewhere. Um, but it's on Mars. <laughs> Oh wow! So we're slowly getting out of the solar system. Uh, yes. With yes, the right. Sicario knots. Well, uh, if you if once you read the book, uh, you'll understand. Uh, Benicio wants to come home, and and so he's everything he does is an effort for him to come home. Unfortunately, he he doesn't really make the best decisions. <laughs> and each, each decision, uh, you know, it, he he makes the decisions that you would make or that I would make, given the same scenario. Right. And so you're presented with a with a situation and you're like, OK, what am I going to do to get out of this situation? So he makes the same decision I would make or that you would make or that anybody would make. 
Right. Unfortunately, that decision doesn't lead to where he wants to go. And all he wants to do is get back home. And uh, unfortunately, it, it, it just keeps going wrong for the poor guy. Uh, so book three actually takes place on Mars. And, uh, and, and, and does he partake in moonshine still? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, you got to get the book to find out. I got to finish chapter four and five and six. I'll finish. I promise next time we have you on, Anthony, I'll have finished this one and, and get the copy of the other one. Maybe I'll see you, my friend, in September uh, for that um, auto show that you're saying is coming up in, in uh, here in Austin uh, for Labor Day weekend. That would be great to see you again as well. But, uh, um, hey, man, thanks for doing this with me. It's been fun, and uh, we'll, we'll do this again soon, buddy. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. Hey, take care. We'll talk soon again. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the weird show as I'm re uh, rebringing these back, but I've got to have my buddies help me do it so I, I get get practice in before I have on some of uh, the bigger guests that I, I want to have on the program. But uh, uh, thank you for, for tuning in on this one. Our friend Anthony Acosta, techie, webmaster, UFO aficionado, and all things skeptic. Uh, Anthony Acosta, a good friend of ours for 20-plus years. Uh, good to check in with him down there in McAllen, Texas, and see how he's doing. And uh, stay tuned. We will have Heidi Hollis on the program. I'll see if I can't even get my old partner in crime, Sonny, to come on and, and to give me an update on what's going on with his in his life. But Heidi is doing... Um, radio still and Heidi is doing one of the three podcasters that does podcasts for Coast to Coast AM so um, Heidi I used to have her on as a co-host of my old set lab shows and she's actually one of three uh, co-hosts doing the podcasts there on Coast to Coast so um, we'll have her on but I'm getting get out of here it's Russell and the weird show thanks for tuning in and thanks to Anthony for stopping by and saying hi what it down the haunted highway Fade the echoes of your screams Fading from a world of gothic dreams Fading from this world of gothic dreams This bleak and twisted world of gothic dreams